Hello, and welcome to What Happens in This House Stays in This House, Strength Over Silence. I am your host, Tammy Montgomery Dozier, and thank you for listening to me for another week. First off, let me just say I do appreciate you all listening. On last week, I had an overwhelming response. Thank you for listening to my story. I hope to shed more enlightenment about life, about different things. And again, I just want to say thank you for allowing me to be transparent and for you all to take the time to listen. So this week, I want to talk about the pandemic that is going on right now. I know that a lot of us are being quarantined at home, stay-at-home orders, and then we have a lot of people that are out that are working, that are essential working. And let me say this, I want to thank you all, all of the essential workers who's keeping this going. Because if it wasn't for the nurses, the doctors, the service industry, those people out there delivering groceries and restaurants that are staying open and grocery stores, even Amazon delivering packages and the UPS, and FedEx, those people, they're keeping it going, you know, while some people get to stay home. And I know that it is not a great thing for everyone to stay home because some people, they're unable to get through to the unemployment office. They don't know when their next meal is going to come through. You know, you had $1,200 stimulus, but for a family of three, four, five, a single mother, single father with children, that really isn't enough to keep it going. And so right now, it is a very scary time. We've never been in this before. We have different places that are closing up that may not ever open back up again. I just read that Pier 1 was shutting its doors. J.C. Penney's, they're shutting their doors. There are so many restaurants, mom and pop stores has been around for 50, 60 years and they can no longer operate because this pandemic was probably one of the last things that they ever thought about. None of us ever thought about this, that our life could be turned upside down. You have people working from home because their jobs allow them to. You have people on furlough where they are not getting paid. They have to sit at home. I know people that work maybe two or three times a a month, uh, two or three weeks out of the month, rather. And then they have to furlough one week because then companies, they're not bringing in as much revenue as they did before because everybody, you know, they're out of work. People are not making or producing as much as we used to do. So with all that being said, this has to take a toll on anyone' mental health. Whether you're out there fighting every day and you have to get out there and work and you still have a job providing for your family, but then you have to look at the person, you know, someone coughs, you're like, oh my God, maybe they haven't and you don't know because this is not one of those things that you can look at someone and tell that they have this. And then other people think that it's a whole, you know, hey, this is not actually happening to government, you know, it's just making this all up to, you know, to keep us in the home. But then I'm sure there are people out there who have lost their family members, not just one, but maybe three or four or five to this. They don't think it's a hoax. They realize that this is something that affects your life for the rest of your life because they can no longer see their family members. So again, mentally, this has to take a toll and I want to toll on you and I want to talk about what is it that you're doing 
in your home? What is it that you're doing to keep yourself going on a daily basis? Because, you know, if you watch the news and, and you keep on watching and listening on Facebook and, you know, reading all these different things, then eventually, mentally, this has to do something to you. Even if you're stuck in the house with your family, depending on how you feel about each other, it could be a good thing or not be a good thing. You know, parents are at home teaching their children now that the schools are not open. So this is a tough time for everyone. And I know even for me personally being at home mentally, I have to keep myself busy because you don't want to fall into whatever is going on in the world because it can take a toll. And you can sit at home like, oh, God, why me? But then you have to take the time out and and start doing things in your life that had you not been home. If you have that opportunity, had you not been home at this time, you have an opportunity to create and to do different things. I see people out there making face masks and doing different things. So take this time to think about what is it that this is trying to teach you or what is it that you should be learning? And then for some people, you know, it may or may not work. And and I get that. And we are all on our own separate journeys on this one. We are all living some type of journey where it is affecting us all differently. We might be in the same boat, but we might be living a different journey. We might be all going through the same thing as far as a pandemic, but how it's affecting us. It is very differently. You know, the last time something like this happened in the world, it was back in 1918. It was called a Spanish flu. Over 500 million, I believe, people got infected. And 50 million people died from this pandemic. They opened up the world too quick. They thought that it was safe to go back. And then after that, then there was a second wave and additional people got hurt. So I see what they're trying to do. I don't, you know, some people believe that they're trying to take away your rights and other people, I don't believe that they really know what's going on. So it's about whatever makes you feel comfortable or safe. You have to do what's best for you because eventually we are going to all have to get back out there. And this is going to be a whole new world after this. Nothing is ever going to be the same. I don't know if we ever go back to a basketball game where we're going to be sitting next to each other like we used to or Is it always going to be where you have to wear a face mask or how long is that going to last? I don't see it changing anytime soon. But my question to you is, what are you doing for your mental health? As you watch TV or if you have children, as you sit there and you you look at them, and I'm sure you have to be scared for them, not knowing what this world is is coming too. What is it that you're doing for your mental health? And and me as an African-American woman and the African-American community, that is not something that we really focus on, our mental health. So I found this gentleman on Facebook. No, I'm sorry, on YouTube. And he talked about how he felt about us as far as African-Americans, about our mental health. And his name is Devante Sanders functions. Take one moment to listen to him. Thank you. I was always taught to be strong in this world. Told to never let my guard down because at any moment I could be attacked without a moment's notice that my skin made me a target. Skin that has persevered through many trials and tribulations from seeing my mama raped by landlords to my father being beaten and stripped of his manhood to my brothers and sisters being separated into jobs for this bigger system. My skin 
has always been under attack. Yet somehow we prevailed through it all, through all the lynchings, literacy tests, new Jim Crow's, war on drugs, the gentrifications, police brutalities, food deserts, mass incarcerations. We survived and adapted and pushed to change because our very existence depended on it. Our very existence depends on this, this black strength, strength that has carried us for decades, but is undermining an important aspect of our humanity and feeding in on itself. Being strong all the time took away our ability to speak about our weaknesses, our sadness, our mental illnesses. This silence is killing us. On top of that, We lack proper mental health care access and endure mistreatments by medical professionals who cannot relate to us in their practice. On top of that, we stigmatize mental illness to preserve this place of our strength, damaging ourselves and among black children observing a spike in suicide rates because they may feel that their place in heaven is way better than their place here today because when black life isn't valued enough for professional help, adequate housing, or even breathing, Life here degrades in value in comparison to life after. Black bodies, strong black souls are floating through the wind, seamlessly letting go. Strong black bodies are screaming for help, but suffering in silence and being socially and systematically being put on quiet. Black souls are strong, but we do need help when we do fall through the cracks. That is why I want you to know that you can patch things up with me. All right, we can kick it back like it was a drive-through movie in the 1970s. We can get some help from people who actually understand us, refute our standards of stigmatizing mental illness, and fight against the structures that chronically misdiagnose what this really is. Fight against the racism that brings up our mental health issues and lowers our treatment options, bringing us one step closer to seeing no other option. I want us to see that we have a way to heal this wound that has been widening ever since day one with no means of contracting. I want us to know that the seed that we sow today is the harvest we reap tomorrow. And when we finally reap, we can find peace in these moments, noticing that the danger isn't gone, but we finally have a place where it feels like it is, the grounding of black bodies. I hope you enjoyed him, everyone. That was Devante Sanders Functions, and that was from a TED Talk that he did back in May 2017. And everything he said about uh, our mental health stands true to this day, that we don't talk about it, that we do keep it to ourselves, that we don't go out there and let other people know that, hey, that we're going through, that we're not as strong as we like to say that we are. And then sometimes it's frowned upon. When we say it to other people, people are like, oh, there's nothing wrong with you. Just sit down or you'll be okay or just pray about it. And sometimes you do need that help, that outside help. I know for myself, I've gone to a counselor and sat down and talked to someone. And it was one of the best things that I could have ever done because I was able to talk to someone outside of my family and my friends who wouldn't understand that what I was going through. Because on the outside, I look like I pretty much have it together. But on the inside, I did not. 
everything was tearing me up on the inside. And so it's okay to be vulnerable. It's okay to go and talk to someone. And you believe me, you'll be surprised some of the things that come out that you had no idea that you were holding on to. So sometimes you do have to seek professional help. So we're going to talk about this pandemic and what is your mental state during this time? You know, when I was in this organization, we used to do this thing called PIES, P-I-E-S. And we would check in with that. It would be your physical, intellectual, emotional, and spiritual health. And how is that going for you right now? How do you feel physically? Intellectually, are you alert? Emotionally, how is it going? Spiritually, are you where you need to be or are you getting back on track? What is it that you're doing for yourself during this time? Because you need to check on that. How are you doing? Because this is, can be very stressful. You know, during this time, it's stressful, anxieties, you know, you can feel sad, lonely. And even if you felt like this before this pandemic, this some of this stuff and watching TV and watching the news can make you feel worse afterwards. Are you getting enough sleep? Are you physical activity? Are you going outside for a breath of fresh air every now and then and stand instead of being cooped up in the house all the time? Because it can take its toll. But what, what about changing your diet or living in your TV time? Sometimes reading a good book and just getting away and just silence can help sometimes. I learned that for me, sometimes I don't like being in silence only because it makes me think and I have nothing else to look at or to take my attention away. And when I do go into silence or I do begin to meditate, when I decide to do those things, it's the best thing for me because there are some things that I may be holding on to or things that go through my mind. You'll be surprised if you sat down and meditate and just close your eyes and try not to think about anything. You'll be surprised how many things, items, things you think about go through your head daily and you don't even realize the talk that you are speaking to yourself. So sometimes it's just good to take that quiet time. Think to yourself. Limit your TV time. Get out a good book. Relax if you can. There are some people out there who cannot do that. But if you have the available time, a 10-minute time just to relax, relate, and release, that will be good. Try to stay busy. You know, focus on positivity. That can help as well. Set priorities in your life. Things that you want to do daily. Make connections. Do something for other people if you can. You know what I love about this time? How people have become so creative. Even with the graduations, you know, the kids unable to go out and go to prom and go to their regular graduations. I love how they're doing drive-by parties and honking their horns and balloons. And it's just beautiful because we've just personalized so many different things. Whereas before, you know, we didn't make, a lot of times you couldn't make the time to go out because you were so busy. But now we just, hey, we can't do like we used to, but we find some type of gesture to make people think that they are wanted, they are needed. My family on every night, seven days a week. We do prayer time and we get together and we talk about old times and we tell a person how we feel about them because you give people their flowers while they live and you let them know, hey, this is how I feel about you. This is what you mean to me. This is what you bring into the world. Can you imagine what if we all just did that? Because we are here for a reason. You are here. You have a purpose. May not feel like it now, 
but just reach down inside and, and just be quiet sometimes. Be still, even during the rush of things. Sometimes it's just good to just sit back, relax, and be still. Still, go out there, support your family members if you can with the drive-bys. You know, the drive-bys with the with the love, and, and that is the most beautiful thing that I have seen. I love these TikTok videos that they're doing now. You know, the family, the grandmas, everybody. We've taken this time out to love on each other, which is an awesome thing. It is a beautiful thing. Because the one thing I do know is once you start putting out love, then love follows you around. I try to make that my mantra that I am love. That, you know, if I put that out there, then that's what is going to come back to me. But if you start experiencing depression on a daily basis and and it just becomes overwhelming and it just becomes too much and you just don't see how that you how you can make it and you don't understand when the end is going to be for all of this no job no food and all of these things come to mind then that is that that is the time you need to seek help that is the time that you need to go to get professional help you know social media a lot of people don't you know, don't care for it because they feel like people get on there and they're faking it. But what I find with social media, the world that I have created in it is that I find that there's a lot of help and support. They have a lot of help and support for a lot of different things. I'm in one of the ones where they have like the marriage club. And if somebody's going through something, there's just an over amount of love that is on there. And you'll be surprised. I'm not sure if they have a pandemic or COVID support group, but if they don't, Maybe that's something that you should think about starting. If it's not there, maybe you were created to start it. If it becomes too overwhelming, you know, contact friends, contact your minister or spiritual leaders, or if your job has an EAP plan, that is an employee assistance program, get in contact with them. Mental health professionals. They have one called, I believe I mentioned it last time, FANAMI. They can help. And if you, if all else fails and you can't find anybody, then you call me and I will be happy to assist you in finding you the right support or be a listening ear, whatever you need. My number is 708-892-CAST, C-A-S-T, 2278. And I'll mention it again at the end of the show. But we are all in this together, whatever help that you need, reach out to someone. Because believe me, you are not by yourself if you're going through something. You will be surprised if you're going crazy in the house or things are not going right or you can't afford this. You will be surprised. I remember when my mom had gotten sick and we couldn't afford. And at that time, it, she had lost her job. She had gotten cancer and had lost her job. And I was the only one working. And so I was in my 20s at that time. So we had to, you know, find a place to move. And it was very hard because I had just, my job had just transitioned over into a new company. So I couldn't take any time off. I couldn't do anything. We had to call family and friends to come in and help her. And at that time, I reached out to different organizations and they helped us. The Christian charities and different things like that. So there is help out there. I just wanted to leave you with this. I saw this post on Facebook the other day, and I thought it was really good. And what it said is that we are not in the same boat, but we are all in the same storm. Here it is. It hurts that we are all in the same boat, but it's not that. 
We are in the same storm, but not the same boat. Your ship can be shipwrecked, and mine might not be, or vice versa. For some, quarantine and optimal, a moment of reflection or reconnection, easy and flip-flops with a whiskey or tea. For others, this is a desperate crisis. For others, it is facing loneliness. For some, peace, rest time, vacation. Yet for others, torture. How am I going to pay my bills? Some were concerned about a brand of chocolate for Easter. This year, there were no rich chocolates. Others were concerned about the bread for the weekend or if the noodles would last for a few more days. Some were in their home offices. Others are looking through trash to survive. Some want to go back to work because they are running out of money. Others want to kill those who break the quarantine. Some need to break the quarantine to stand in lines at banks, other to escape. Others criticize government for the lines. Some have experienced the near death of the virus. Some have already lost someone from it. And some believe that they are infallible and will be blown away if or when this hits someone they know. Some have faith in God and expect miracles during 2020. Others say the worst is yet to come. So friends, we are not in the same boat. We are going through a time when our perceptions and needs are completely different. And each one will emerge in his own way from that storm. It is very important to see beyond what is seen at first glance, not just looking more than looking seeing. See, beyond the political parties, beyond biases, beyond the nose on your face, do not judge the good life of the other. Do not condemn the bad life of the other. Don't be a judge. Let us not judge the ones who lack as well as the ones who exceed him. We are on different ships looking to survive. Let everyone navigate their route with respect, empathy, and responsibility. So again, we are all in this together. Take care of yourself. Love yourself. Take care of your family. People are out there doing a phenomenal job. The essential workers, even who they consider non-essential workers, they still matter as well. And I just want you to Take care of you and remember that we are all connected by love, no matter who you are or where you come from. We're all connected. Please feel free to reach out to me if you're looking for any type of help. My number is 708-892-CAST, 708-892-2278. My website is www.connectedbyloveconsulting.net. And my email address is podcast at cboconsulting.net. Again, thank you for listening. Our next podcast, we're going to have special guests. And just please continue to listen to me. We're going to get through this and it is going to get better. As long as we stay connected, stay faithful, and stay in love. Thank you.